Enton's personal log. Stardate. Well, don't really know. I've been stuck in some sort of time bubble now. Uh, thanks to Q again. Uh, I moved out of the time void of my own volition, trying to use well godlike tech. I suppose is all I can say. Um, hooked it up to my comms device that he gave me, and naturally I thought that would get me out. Unfortunately, Q he outthought me, and now I'm stuck in whatever this thing is. So he said it would be happening soon, but it seems to be taking a really long time for this episode to come around. Oh, hang on a second. What, what is this? Hello there, Ensign. Oh, what do you want? Oh, don't be like that, Ensign. It's perfectly alright. The episode will happen soon. But a few of my godlike friends back here, who are planning all this podcast after all, want you to uh, engage with the audience, really get to know everyone across all the dimensions and parallel universes, you know? Okay. All we need you to do is read out all of the feedback that we're sending to the hand device. You just read it out and you engage with all of your followers. I have followers? Oh, don't be so modest. Of course you have followers. You're going to be watching all of Star Trek. Anyone who watches Star Trek will, of course, want to listen to your show. Mm. I'm not swayed by flattery. You know that, don't you, Q? Of course. I just like to play with you, Starfleet officers. You're always so uptight. Now, like I said, I'm sending you the feedback. All you do is read it out. We'll record it as a tiny little go-between episode before the next season starts. Okay? Okay. Good boy. Space-time. The ever-expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission, to locate every second and contemplate every eon, from outside time to the Big Bang, all the way to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. episode. This is our ratings, reviews, feedback, um, engaging with my audience episode, I guess you could call it. Um, the idea behind this is a genuine and heartfelt thank you to everyone who's got back to me making this show. Of course, sat at home, even before the COVID-19 crisis happened, uh, you know, it was hard to think that this episode would be heard anywhere, that I was just a man talking into a microphone and nothing else would come of it. I'd record the episodes and no one would listen. Um, it's really, really gratifying to hear from people and, and hear that it's getting them engaged or perhaps seeing Star Trek from a new perspective as well. 
But with this episode, I just want to say that thank you by reading out the reviews that I've got, by stating all the feedback and maybe coming back with some more questions or uh, trying to answer your questions as well. Uh, I'm going to end it off with a big thank you to several people who have supported me the whole way through as well, um, but that will be right at the very end. So let's get cracking. I'm going to start with ratings and reviews. Uh, the first one will be actually the five-star rating, thank you very much, on the uh, iTunes account. Do subscribe on iTunes, uh, you'll get the episode straight away. You can also leave me a five-star rating and it will help other people find it in searches. Um, feel free to leave me a five-star rating but completely slam the podcast in the write-up by all means at least then people will find your feedback a lot easier um but this one is so genuinely lovely that i had to read it out it's on itunes but i wanted to read it out anyway so this one a big thank you to mike at jarak j-a-r-r-a-k on twitter uh, he has followed this podcast. He follows a lot of podcasts uh, really, really well. He is such a, a big supporter of the podcasting community. He uh, often retweets uh, a list of podcasts um, that he's watching for the day or the week and, and sort of uh, talks about all of them. And he's a big supporter of these podcasts. And I want to thank him very deeply for not only including me in it, but including me with some illustrious company and other podcasts that even I listen to as well. Um, and I consider them fantastic podcasts as well. So to be listed amongst them in someone else's listening is just a wonderful, wonderful experience. So his review, it reads, Time and Time Again, posted on the 6th of March, 2020. Star Trek has provided podcasters with many opportunities to provide an audience with episode reviews, thoughts and analysis, etc. So when something new comes along, well, you have to give it a go. Temple Trek is taking a look at the whole Star Trek franchise from an in-universe, chronological point of view. And yes, if just thinking about that gets you dizzy, imagine actually producing such a podcast. Well... Daniel is underway, so have a listen and enjoy. I couldn't have put it better myself, so thank you very much, Jake, Jarek. Um, Mike, you, you nailed it. I, it's so succinct. Yes, that's exactly what the podcast is going to be doing. It's the entire Star Trek franchise in chronological, complete chronological order. Every segment as we go. If you've already been listening, that's uh, uh, old news to you. But if you are a new listener, just coming in fresh, go back, listen to it. It sells it. But Mike has summed it up perfectly. And yes, uh, producing this is a nightmare. <laughs> um, from historical research to watching the episode, but having to freeze frame it, not get lost in the episode and realise you didn't freeze it to actually find out what the time code was. Um, it happens quite a few times, so you have to re rewind and go back again. But thank you so much. It, it's a lot to go in, and it's just lovely that someone has acknowledged that, so thank you so much. Next on my ratings and reviews is actually an audio clip. Do feel free to send me an audio clip through um, whichever medium you prefer, whether it be social media, on Twitter, on the Facebook page, um, all of the details uh, that you hear at the end of every episode. Uh, but you can also uh, just, um, but you can just get that feedback to me in an audio form or a written form. 
either way is acceptable. But I am just going to splice in from another keen supporter of this podcast, and this is from at Furbob1, Paul Wright, formerly a host on the 10 Forward podcast. Uh, do go back and check out their back catalogue. Um, uh, sadly, no longer a podcast that is running, um, but uh, do go back, listen to their episodes. A lot of what they talked about inspired me in what I do with this podcast as well, so please do go back. But this is from Paul Wright. Hi, Dan. Just a quick note to say how much I'm enjoying the Temporal Trek podcast. When I see it has dropped into my podcast catcher, I make sure I listen to it first. It's an incredibly ambitious project, and one I wouldn't take on on my own. So far, we've been treated to all of the out-of-time segments, ironically in chronological order. In each episode, we have had many insights into the scenes, detailed timestamps, and intelligent and well-thought-out comments. I thought I knew a lot about Star Trek, and I do, but the psychology behind it and the depth of the storylines have generally passed me by. Your podcasts have certainly given me a lot more to think about. I'm really looking forward to season one, when we get into the nitty-gritty of the show. I'm also hoping to send in more meaningful and up-to-date comments, which, due to family issues, I have not been able to do so until now. Until then, I just want to wish you good luck for the podcast, and I hope to speak to you soon on the Temporal Trek podcast. Kapla! Cheers, Paul. Uh, Paul is a great friend. one of those people that you listen to on a podcast and because he's in your ears you know for a long time you get to know him even before you've even spoken to him in person um a few years ago we managed to sit down we had a skype call together and we just sort of forged a friendship from there Uh, a wonderful man absolutely fantastic family man um and wonderful podcaster as well he also uh, co-hosted the uh, Sci-Fi Waffle podcast after sort of Ten Forward was sort of uh, changing around and towards the end of Ten Forward um, there was the Sci-Fi Waffle podcast now Paul hosted that show with uh, another man, another genuinely fantastic guy, uh, Sean Vandaloo, uh, a Canadian man, a postie and a very good Trekkie um, he uh, and Paul will also be on the next episode, the first episode of Season 1, Part 2, The City on the Edge of Forever episode. I'm like, all right, Dan's a friend of the show, Dan's a good guy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to uh, what he has. And so the, the premise for this Temporal Trek podcast is that he is watching all of Star Trek in chronological order. Not as in production date, but as in when it takes place. Okay. The one episode of Q that takes place on Voyager is the first one, right? Uh, I can't remember what the first one was, but he, he's he's on season zero, he calls it right now, where it's out of time. There's no specific time. So, like, the Nexus is, like... It's no, out of time, it's yeah. It's out of time. So that was episode five, the one I just listened to. But he doesn't watch the whole movie or whole show. He just watches the segments that are, are chronological. Okay. Yes. So, so he's got... A, he's got... If he's past... The out of time segments he's going to reach that episode of voyager because they hide at the big bang yeah did he did he do that one yet i, I can't remember um, I, that's one of the things i remember is like they're hiding at the big bang yeah yeah and Jane was like this ship cannot survive the formation of the universe right so that's that's probably co- coming up because it's at the start of time so he he watched the last one i listened to was he was uh, doing generations and talking about the nexus and he only talks about the 17 minutes where Kirk and Picard are in the Nexus together. Not the rest of the movie at all. 
So he's going to talk about that years and years down the line. And he talks about the timestamp. Like, he watches it in the UK on Netflix mostly. So he's like, time index from this time to this time. We're going to watch this next week. And then he'll, uh, on the next episode, he'll be talking about that exact time frame. The editing and the rewinding and all the stuff that he has, that's ambitious. It's highly ambitious. It is, it is, but it sounds... It's fascinating. Yeah. And, like, if you had watched the show in that sequence, very amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he was... um, We're... we're, What? Episode 7 of Picard just came out. And uh, so he's been working on these things. And as of the recording of Episode 5, Picard hadn't come out yet. So it's kind of like time travel in its own way as well. Because he's recorded all this stuff in advance and he's releasing them one week at a time. Because it's a lot of editing and a lot of watching and stuff. And he's a busy guy. So what happens if Picard does something that messes up with the timeline? Ooh, like an out-of-time thing? Yeah. I, I don't know. And that now he's already started time. Well, if it's out of time, it's not so bad. Because you can just throw that in anywhere because it's out of time. So it doesn't matter where it is. Right. But what if, like, okay, he gets past the first, I don't know, 100,000 years of time. We get to a really early thing that happens... And then Picard gets thrown back in time because Q, because Q is going to happen. Q is going to happen. Q is going to happen. Has, has he planned out ahead of time what, he, what he's going to do if, if the Star Trek shows, because the five of them that are coming out, are, are going to mess with his, uh, with his time problem? Uh, I'm not sure. I, uh, then? That, that becomes ambitious at that point because now, now you've got things coming up. That is not in the sequence. That, yeah, because if, if you have a completed series, you can do this fairly easy. You can just right. chop it up and uh, realign it properly. But how, how yeah, you... Dan, how are you going to uh, incorporate the new series and all the stuff that's going on there? What if there's some backwards time travel and you've already passed that point? What are you going to do? Well, there lies a the problem. He doesn't know because we don't know if there's going to be backwards time travel. But there usually is at least one time travel episode per series. Usually, but it, it's, yeah, there's a time travel episode per every season. Oh yeah, because TOS had a few of them. TOS had a few. Uh, mm-hmm. Next Gen had a few. DS9 mm-hmm. uh, only had like what two? Oh, they had the one where they went back to the Bell Riots in 2024. Yeah, and, not not counting continuation. And, continuation episodes are, are always the same. And uh, Little Green Men when they went back to uh, 47. And the t- trouble with time with troubles, trial blah blah blah, blah whatever. Yep, okay, thing. Yep. The troubles. Other, I think there's a couple more. Yeah. Voyager had a few. Uh, did they? Yeah. They went back to the 90s. Oh, yes, they did. 1996 when they met the guy and they got the, what's it called on your shoulder? Portable emitter. Portable emitter, yeah. And Enterprise had some. Well, Enterprise was pretty much all time travel all the time. Yeah, and uh, Discovery has some. And Picard hasn't had any yet. No, not yet. Th- there are some uh, flashbacks, but that's not the same thing. No, no, flashback is in-universe. Yes. He's just remembering junk. So are you adding temporal trek to your... Uh, Oh, I'm looking it up. But yeah, Dan, uh, why don't you send us an audio clip if you have time uh, out of your editing process. Give us a, a quick trailer or a promo for your podcast. I, I saw that uh, Mike or Jarek on Twitter left a nice um, five-star review in the iTunes store for the Temporal Track podcast. A great review from Mike. That's awesome. Shout out to Mike. Mike's awesome. I, I need to go ahead and leave a five-star review for Dan's podcast as well. One, two, three... Or five episodes. Six episodes so far. Six? What's the sixth one? I haven't, haven't downloaded uh, Season zero, episode six, Immortal Immortals. Okay, I haven't read the, listened to that one yet. Anywhere, most of the episodes look to be about an hour. Uh, roughly, give or take. And two were shorter. So and, and what I like is that he relates it back 
to uh, personal stories for himself. Like he uh, he talked about the the movie Generations, and he watched it. Uh, I think over Christmas was the first time he watched it, and he was eating uh, dark chocolate cookies. And every time he watches the gener- the Generation movie, he has that taste in his mouth again. So okay. the way he describes how these uh, these films, movies, TV shows are uh, are personal to him, it's really uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Right. So I, I didn't want to add another Trek podcast to my queue, but I had to because it's good. Okay, that's one thing I recommend. Another thing that's happening today after we record this. I that there was a small extract from episode 282 on the Rusted Robot podcast. And that's hosted by Sean Vandaloo, as well as Josh, as well, who's the regular co-host. I've been very fortunate to have been asked to host one of the episodes as well, uh, along with Paul uh, as well. So I've been on the Rusted Robot. I've been on his other podcast, the Soul Forge podcast as well. Um, Soul Forge not a geeky perspective but more a, a discussion of life and what's going on uh, around his own life but the lives of others as well um, he's had myself on talking about being a writer but he's had people talking about their sex lives their love lives um, uh, death life everything all in between uh, crazy adventures sad adventures happy adventures uh, so do give the Soul Forge if you're not really looking for another Star Trek podcast like he said <laughs> the last thing you possibly need is another Star Trek podcast but if you do listen to another podcast Soul Forge or the General Geekery Show which is the Rusted Robot podcast do give those a listen as well now those guys uh, asked me a bunch of questions I then sent in a load of feedback so once you've listened to 282 go on to 283 and I did send in a little clip but for you guys listening to this episode who haven't gone to the Rusted Robot just to say that how am I going to uh, deal with future episodes that might completely change the canon you might be wondering it and so I'm going to answer the question what's going to happen is uh, I've got all the episode clips sort of mapped out all future episodes are um, set to uh, the Star Trek chronology project do check them out on the website they have basically listed all the episodes in order um, so if you're watching say your TNG your DS9 your Voyager you can kind of work it out from there I've obviously just gone one step further and any episode that maybe has a flashback or anything like that that you could kind of see as time travel then I'm going to be watching those segments as separate not including things like simulations not including things uh, that are not necessarily an, a type of time travel However, I have broken my own rules. Just like the Prime Directive, I have completely broken my own rules. There's already been episodes in Season 1, Part 1, where it's not strictly time travel, but we are witnessing an event in the past. So I have made some exceptions to those rules. Those exceptions are open for you to debate, so do send in feedback, get back to me, you know, ask whether, or, you know... Uh, give me a reason why those episodes probably shouldn't be there do you feel like it's a bit of a cheat um, by breaking my own prime directive have I somehow violated the rules of the podcast but do get, get back to me on that one but the idea is that it's say if the card season 4 comes back and completely changes the timeline it does another Kelvin job and completely alters everything that's fine all the episodes that I've recorded are still going to be there what I'm going to do is go back and pretend I'm still recording those previous seasons and sort of edit the episode in. 
Um, because of the, the way you can alter the titles on CastBox, which is hosting this podcast, and to, into iTunes, uh, you can set what season it's in and you can set where it sits in all of that just by you know, writing a, an effective title so it goes alphabetically. So I will be able to, say, um, edit in an episode that is between, say, episodes 3 and 4 by having 3A, 3B. Uh, perhaps if it's going to be a long-term change, you know, perhaps uh, Picard goes back and now all of Star Trek canon for the last 50-odd years is sort of in a separate universe, uh, that's fine. I'll just find a new numbering system. So between episode 3A, 3 and 4 in season 1, part 1, we'll have episode 3 dash something else, you know, dash Picard or something like that. So there are things that I've got in the pipeworks should that happen. At the moment, I think it's unlikely. Because we've already had the Kelvin reboot, I see that as very unlikely that they're going to sort of try and do the same trick twice. Uh, but if it does happen, it happens, and I will be reacting to it. But it'll be almost like I'll be uh, sending a, an emergency message to myself into the past and uh, working it into previous seasons. Of course, to you, the listeners, that won't mean anything because I'll set it to a certain time, certain upload, and then it will just appear. It may be a bonus extra episode for that week in line with already the other episode that's going to be released that week. So you might get an extra bonus episode. There you go. That's how I'm going to solve that problem. But thank you very much to uh, both Sean and to Josh for discussing it on The Rusted Robot. It was a wonderful thing to hear. Um, I, I wasn't entirely expecting it to be discussed, and it was lovely to absolutely hear. That was all sort of the feedback I really got for uh, Season Zero. Like you say, there's three, three ratings, three things, so it wasn't really much to put into a full episode. So I wanted to squish it in with all of the Season 1 stuff. Now, as we got through, as you heard with Josh, we had the first episode, which was Voyager stuck at the beginning of time, the, the birth of the universe in the Big Bang. Um, so that episode played out. I haven't got any feedback for that. But the next episode was uh, set in a time eons ago with Q and Picard stood on Earth and debating the origins of life. Now, in that episode, I actually asked the question, uh, if there was any geologists in uh, my audience um, who might be able to get back to me about sort of the origins of life, you know, was there already goo on the planet or had it come from sort of a, a passing asteroid in the theory of panspermia? Well, fortunately, Ask and Twitter will provide. I actually got feedback from at geology underscore Johnson and the name is also Geology Johnson. I am a scientist, he says, who studies environments on Earth from 1.5 billion years ago. I can confirm that green goo would have been abundant and everywhere because we can actually see it in fossilised remains. And he enclosed a photo of sort of the, the goo being sort of fossilised inside this wood ring system. Um, you know, when you chop a, a tree into, into half you see all the rings he's actually seen a photograph with all of the goo and he sent it through as well um, so I want to shout out a big thank you to Geology Johnson I hope you've continued to listen uh, and will continue to listen 
and um, I, if there's any other geology problems, you are now uh, my resident expert. So please, please do uh, get back to me as well. But thank you so much with that feedback. It is wonderful to hear that there is sort of uh, real world science going on in the background whilst we're watching these episodes. Now, another piece of feedback that came out of season zero, but I didn't receive it till uh, season one, part one, was actually another person on Twitter uh, from Te Borg. T-E-H Borg, all one word, at S-T-R-T-R-K-1701. Now, Ted Borg is actually the co-host of another podcast that I absolutely adore, and it is at SnapTrek. Ted Borg, or Rob, as uh, we humans might call him, um, co-hosts the SnapTrek with Jen from over in the United States and they produce this uh, wonderful podcast where they take two episodes with a similar theme or some sort of connective tissue to discuss. Uh, it might be uh, two episodes uh, about um, the station, Deep Space Nine, and say the Enterprise um, is on lockdown and the crew have to somehow get out of it. So there's like a, a theme going on and then they have to pick categories. Who did this better? Who said that line better? What was the best uh, escape attempt? And that sort of thing. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. One of those things where you, you listen to the show and you kick yourself. It's like, oh, that's such a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? Um, but uh, it's wonderful to hear from him. And uh, I have got uh, Rob uh, coming up in a future episode. I'm not going to say which one, but he will be a guest on a future episode as well. But he got back to me in this time, and it's a great question. Um, I even asked at the time. But he said, is the imagination realm outside time? I think the idea that it is a realm suggests that it is a physical location rather than a temporal divergence. I think I'd keep Where No Man Has Gone Before, which is the episode we were discussing, as a whole episode, I think. Now, I... Uh, sort of got back to him and we talked about it for, for a couple of tweets after that but that is the exact conversation I wanted to prompt with any of the episodes in this podcast is does it really fit does it actually stay there is it a realm is it a time is it a place now the imagination realm I saw as being outside our time so it's out outside our part of the universe it is not subject necessarily to the goings-on of our time space now space and time i'm no scientist but space and time are linked and i know that there is an impact because you cannot imagine a location without a time you can't imagine a time without a location to go with it so the fact that this imagination realm which isn't linked to a time therefore doesn't have a location and therefore wouldn't have a location so it wouldn't have a time so it being outside time, that's why I've put it there. Even though the events of what's happening to the crew have sort of a linear existence and we can see it as an audience, once you're inside this wherever it is, it's completely separated, it's cut off. No events from our universe are impacting what's inside that realm. The fact that it's another location, yeah, that's great. Same for the Q continuum, so uh, and things like this. Um, there are other questions as well. Ted Borg also came back to me a bit later and said, "Did I ever consider the um, Q courtroom, say, as a uh, outside time segment?" Now, this I make a slight distinction on because 
in the episode Encounter at Farpoint, when Q first appears, he puts up this sort of grid around the Enterprise. He has to physically stop the Enterprise in our space-time. So him then removing the crew and placing them in this court of horrors, which has sort of a, a 21st century uh, post-atomic uh, courtroom scene, it's not the 21st century, so it's not time travel, but it's also not outside time. It is something that I like to call time adjacent. Because the antagonist, Q, had to stop the Enterprise in our time, there is an impact on him being able to move those people. You know, if it was just simply moving outside time and he just you know, clicked his fingers and off they went, um, the Enterprise is still going on. There is no physical impact on him moving them over. In this scene, he has to physically stop the Enterprise and then move them over. So it's almost as though it's all happening within that one second that the Enterprise is frozen in time. It is time adjacent, not outside time. So with these sorts of things, these are very fine distinctions. Please do come back to me uh, you know, and, and give me other arguments. If you're a scientist and understand space-time better, because I know you will, <laughs> I do not know my space-time very well. Um, so please you know, explain the maths to me. If I've got something completely wrong and this is all just semantics, just, just let me know, please. Um, but that's how I'm sort of arguing it. There are other episodes to come in future parts of uh, the franchise um, that have sort of time pockets which are uh, areas inside our universe, but they are still inside our universe, so they're not outside time because they're not outside space and time. Um, I sort of saw those courtroom scenes as being the same sort of thing. The imagination realm of the Traveller, because the Enterprise moves outside, or it, it, it's, it's physically explained as being moved outside of our universe, I saw it as an outside time episode. But please do come back to me. You know, it's always wonderful to hear feedback like that. And Ted Borg to Rob, uh, wonderful to hear from you. And I really look forward to our episode recording very soon. Sadly, that's all the feedback I had relating to sort of episodes and any kind of uh, uh, comebacks on, on that sort of thing. Um, obviously, I can't wait to get more. You know, go back, listen to all these episodes. If there was a specific question or something that you you heard that you want to sort of know why I did I make that choice or, you know, you had a different take on it, by all means. Now it's the constructive feedback. Um, now we come to the stuff that um, I want to take very seriously. You know, this is um, stuff that I hope will Im improve the podcast overall. Now, uh, first off, I want to say a big thank you to Paul Wright again, who came back to me with several messages talking about sound levels. Um, I know what you're talking about, having listened to back to it. Some of these episodes are very quiet. Um, you know, no excuses. It's still new technology to me, so I will try and adjust those levels, but thank you very much for picking up on that. Again, if anyone else picks up on um, you know, sound issues, uh, recording blips, anything like that, please do get back to me because it will only improve this podcast and I want you to have a nice, easy listening experience. Um, so do get back to me on that as well, please. Uh, constructive feedback on things I got wrong. Now it has to be done. Um, but this is from uh, Chris at Kieran McDuff 
who was a long time listener to the 10 forward uh, podcast at the same time often his feedback would come back at the same time as mine and also on the upper pylon 2 podcast which was a ds9 rewatch podcast um, fantastic podcast do go back they've finished that obviously sadly that is no longer there um, but uh, go back and listen to all those episodes it's great great podcast really well put together um, but Chris had some great feedback and yes he pulled me up on something I got wrong back from season zero uh, this was um, a glaring omission that I completely got wrong I was talking about in the Nexus scene we were at Kirk's apartment or Kirk's log cabin and in the scene uh, there's a bat left back and I went off on one about you know wouldn't it be great if there was a story about you know the, the um, Klingon, who is the head of the household, who killed his son, you know, gave him the Batleth as like a sign of honour, you know, as like a, a peace offering and this sort of thing. And as Chris rightly points out, uh, these things actually are supposed to have taken place um, uh, before uh, the motion picture, the very first original TOS uh, motion picture, the movie. Um, so, you know, his son hasn't even been revealed to Kirk. Uh, we we as the audience don't even know who he is so it would make no sense so absolutely perfect there um, so I will um, amend my um, alteration there on that episode and wouldn't it be great if this sword was offered to Kirk as a peace offering as a sign of honour because Kirk bested the Klingon in a fight perhaps but thank you so much Chris I do need someone like you to uh, keep me on my toes to make sure that I get these things right um, so if there's anything else I've uh, said that's wrong or stands out as a glaring bit of stupidity on my part you know call me up on it send me in glad to read it out so uh, you know get listening crack it on get the notepads out let me know and that's it for feedback last but certainly not least I've already gushed and said thank you to so many people but there are a few other thank yous I would like to put out there First off, a big thank you to the Too Young for This Trek podcast, uh, which is at two, the number two, young four, the number four, this trek on Twitter, who came back to me completely out of the blue. They'd uh, not sent me any other sort of messages or communications uh, and just said, have you all been listening to the At Rider Coattail uh, and talking about this podcast? I think they found an equal and opposite ridiculous route through the franchise chronologically by scene starting with segments that occur outside reality and there was a wonderful little gif image of uh, the very first episode with the Megans, uh, the um, Magics of Magus 2, the very first episode I ever put out of this podcast and uh, it was wonderful to hear just a random uh, person just retweet this and sort of recommend the podcast as a result I've gone back and listened to some of their episodes I'm sort of making my way through their back catalogue as well wonderful podcast the idea being that there is a main co-host who not really seen any Star Trek he's seen some of the original series but it's not really embedded in him so he hasn't sort of lived in the culture of Trek and um, then he's got all these friends who are trying sort of uh, to teach him what Star Trek is as he's watching these episodes. It starts off as a Picard rewatch, and then they're going to do random episodes as they go, and they have to kind of explain the context to this person who has no idea. Now, I've been presenting this show um, as a recommendation show to Star Trek fans, but also to non-Star Trek fans. So it's great to hear that perspective of someone who isn't in the Star Trek clique, who doesn't know all the ins and outs of what Romulans are and all this sort of thing. So to hear him sort of have problems that I was sort of anticipating that non-Trek fans would have, it's wonderful to hear. Do give them a listen. 
and so thank you so much for the recommendation that was completely out of the blue so thank you another one goes to a podcaster's guide to the galaxy on twitter who also uh, discovered um, this podcast and they went on the twitter and they saw that the little description uh, on the the twitter account said this was fun and then they sort of recommended it from there as well uh, so you know, do give them a listen as well. These are all Brits uh, on this podcast. They talk about general geekdom. Star Trek is one massive component of it, uh, but there is general geeky chit-chat, so do give those guys a listen as well. Now comes all of the thank yous. I've already mentioned Paul Wright and Sean, but I will thank them again because they are going to be my guests on the next episode after this. So the next episode, the first episode of Season 1, Part 2, Paul and Sean are going to be helping me out. So thank you so much to you guys. Um, you've been a big support all the way through, and I wouldn't get through this without you. But there is one person that I really want to thank deeply. Um, she was the first person, when I put out the idea for this podcast on Twitter, uh, who got back to me and said that, you know, we've got this podcast feed. She was talking about the 10 Forward podcast. She was the host and she said, you know, we'll put it on the feed and we can have it all there because at the time I hadn't discovered CastBox. I didn't know a free way of doing it. No, I'm a, I'm a lonely writer who doesn't, <laughs> doesn't earn a lot of money. So I wanted to do this as free as I possibly could uh, with as little money being spent as possible. And uh, she was willing to you know, host it, put it on there, uh, put it on the feed so that I could get these episodes out there that didn't have to then fork out the money that normally comes with it. But this is Queen Cat Blue. Um, she was absolutely wonderful in offering that support, and she was able to get the first episode out. But you know, family things and work and everything just sort of piled on her. This is long before COVID ever happened, um, but it just made it impossible, and it was just too much of an ask for her, uh, for me to keep on going back to her and expecting her to do this. Um, so sadly that never worked out but she was the you know, the first person to really be supportive um, of the idea of this podcast so I really want to give a big shout out to Sina, former host of the Tim Ford podcast and hopefully a guest on the show in the future I'm talking to you Sina um, and uh, perhaps a, a future guest on other podcasts as well but she is a wonderful woman who was very gracious and thank you so much for offering that uh, sadly it didn't work out but thank you so much for just giving the offer and uh, that's something I want to list, uh, leave you with really um, just a big thank you to everybody for listening get back to me give me a feedback um, uh, we're ser seriously lacking in fan art I would like some fan art put it on the old Instagram you know, share it on Twitter um, anything that you've heard in the episode that you thought might be a little funny little doodle or something you know me losing my mind over what Q's doing to me um, or you know something in the episode that was funny you know your own favorite character that we've already discussed um you know anything at all draw a ship um you know warping out of a starfield anything you like give me a fan art i'd love to share it it'd be wonderful to hear from you in any capacity um but for right now all i'm going to say is thank you so much for listening join me next time for the city on the edge of forever You've already got your timestamp from the last episode, and I will see you in Season 1, Part 2. See you in the next time stream.
if you'd like to contact the show, there's now a Twitter account. Search Temporal Trek Podcast at rider underscore coattail or contact me directly at hitch underscore Daniel. I'm also on Instagram, Daniel underscore hitch underscore writer. There's also a website with all of the timestamps you need to follow along. Go to ridingcoattails.simplesite.com and click the Temporal Trek page link. The show is always going to be free, there's no Patreon at all. But if you wish to financially contribute to the show, feel free to find my books by searching me, Daniel Hitch, on Amazon. And we'll catch you in the next time stream.